The Talk Shop. This is the talk shop on SAFM 104 to 107. I am Masa Mdolo. There are several words that really get my tongue twisted in a knot. Statistics is one of them and cerebral is another. Got to really think about it like someone with a stammer. As tomorrow is International Day of People Living with Disabilities, tonight we focus on children diagnosed with cerebral palsy. And we're joined in the studio by a man to three-year-old Nombuso um, Tandiwe Matibela. We are taking your calls on 0891 104207 0891 104207 or SMS us on 34701 that you made in your email was that you wanted to spread awareness as there is not much awareness of this condition in our African communities. Mm. So perhaps I may be a sample of one, but before my daughter was born, I really wasn't um, knowledgeable on the subject of cerebral palsy. And um, with my interaction with certain people, I find that that, it, that is the case. So for me, being uh, somebody that's got a child with uh, cerebral palsy, I felt the responsibility to actually be able to educate other people because I think it is more an education function mm-hmm. um, because it will also, I think, in some form or the other, help other people. Well, what kind of support um, have you been getting? Um, I'm just thinking of uh, there is, I think, the Cerebral Palsy Association, if I'm not mistaken, or organization, mm-hmm. but there is an organization. Um, there are several schools that are associated or affiliated with this organization. Um, I know that uh, there are parents who've really gone a long way towards raising um, awareness around the challenges of raising a child with mm-hmm. uh, cerebral palsy. So what kind of support did you have in your immediate environment? I think for me to best answer that it would be probably be better for me to kind of describe what cerebral palsy is. Um, cerebral refers to an area in the brain and palsy is a partial or complete muscle paralysis. So basically it is injury to the brain which then results in physical ability, mm-hmm. um, which often affects development and physical disability. Physical disability, mm-hmm. yes. So which means that um, there's a lot of support that a parent or parents or a family that's got a child with special needs would need. Um, for instance, um, you know, sometimes there's a, a lot of doctor visits that a parent would need to attend to with the child, of course, because not only do you need to see a pediatrician, but you also need to see a neurologist who will then track the, develop- the neurological development of the child. And then you also need to see a physiotherapist who will see to it that the child's ability is maximized as possible where areas of movement are concerned. So there's that aspect. But more than the tangibles, there's also the... Um, mental support, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if I may put it like that, that is needed. And for me, I've been very fortunate to be surrounded by um, people that I call angels. I've got a, a very militant troop of angels, um, people that support me. And thus, these troops come in the form of friends, family, colleagues. So overall, I think the support has been there, you know. But I think in the area of support also, 
the biggest battle, if I may put it like that, is the area of acceptance because you may have all the tools and angels around you mm-hmm. um, to support you, but up until the point where you yourself as a parent have accepted the diagnosis that the do- doctors give you, um, it becomes hard for anybody to be able to help you. Have you at all um, gotten in touch with any of the specialist organizations that focus on cerebral palsy? Um, I have. I have uh, because for me when I decided that I, I wanted to do this and it's not a long time ago that I actually decided that I wanted to raise awareness because I think for the first two years of my daughter's life I was still trying to deal with it um, and I was dealing with it in a different form. The one thing that I did not want to do was to have a support group at that point because for me it would have reflected a pity party um, and I wasn't there. Um, I needed to go through the pity in inverted commas on my own and then when I was okay with it then I, I started the awareness um, uh, path. I have gotten in touch with uh, specialist um, organizations but um, up until recently I've also um, enrolled my daughter in a special needs school. I think if you come to discuss areas of school of schools it could be a long discussion because I think there's a lot of factors mm. that um, one takes in. For me a day like tomorrow where we celebrate um, people living with disabilities is, is exactly about that. It's about um, educating people on the everyday of the disability and what the everyday entails. Mm. Mm. Before we go into that, because I do want to talk about that, you talk about uh, trying to, um, you know, uh, uh, find a school for your child. Um, mm. And this is after she has been at a mainstream crash. Mm. Take us through, you know, th- th- that process. Mm. Um, how do you transition from this is mainstream and they're functioning and they're flourishing mm. to, okay, we really need to be realistic about a special needs school. Yeah, so round about perhaps October last year, I, went, I, I started the thinking around a schooling option for my daughter. If I describe my daughter's condition, um, she is three years old and probably at a developmental age of not even a one-year-old. Um, so she is quite delayed in terms of development. But um, with conversations with various people, um, I was encouraged to 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 give a, I suppose every fighting chance um, um, as much as I could. This is because you say in your blog that with cerebral palsy, mm. it is the milestones that will mark the severity of the condition. Yes, because I think when you when you get the diagnosis, the doctors will tell you, look, this is what we have found. We found that the doctor, your daughter or your child, has sustained injury to the brain, but it it does not manifest itself in a in in one form or the other until actually the years roll by and you. You can actually see that the child can walk or talk or anything else. I mean, um, so going back to the school discussion, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I decided that I would need to make my daughter interact with um, as many kids as possible, both um, with disabilities and, and not. And so I, I decided to take it to a mainstream crash, which was also quite a fortune for us because not a lot of crashes are going to be able to accommodate a child with special needs because they're not geared up for it. Um, never mind being geared up for it, they are actually almost scared because they don't know what to do with a child with special needs, um, whether it be cerebral palsy or autism or anything like that. So I took it to a mainstream crash, which actually worked well for us, but I realized that it was not the best, the best learning environment for her needs. It was a difficult and a very emotional process. So come 2015, she's going to start at a, a school for, for special needs, um, a school that is catered for kids with her condition. And of course, I'm hopeful that she will flourish in the best way that she can. 
We're talking to mother to three-year-old Nombuso who was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, Tandiwe Matibela. We're going to get into the nitty-gritties of this condition when we come back and also talk about uh, the daily challenges that she has uh, spoken about, especially in light of the fact that tomorrow is International Day of People with Living with uh, Disabilities. And it's not just the challenges. I mean, she also talks about the joys, um, you know, the, the celebration that she has especially on days where she's thinking I'm feeling overwhelmed I think I'm going to start sinking and her daughter will do something that will just really encourage her to have faith and and, and keep going on so we'll talk about that as well when we return right now though it's time for the news with Greg Hose The Talk Show This is the talk shop on SAFM 104 to 107. I am Masichaba Mdolo in conversation with Tandiwe Matibela, mother to three-year-old Nombuso who was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. And we are focusing on children diagnosed with CP tonight as tomorrow is International Day of People Living with Disabilities. We are taking your calls on 0891 or SMS us on 34701 SMS number is 34701 and SMSs are charged at 2 Rand Tandiwe, you talk about acceptance a lot in your blog Um, how do community attitudes myths, misconceptions around disability contribute to this delayed acceptance that forms part and parcel of how we see children with disabilities treated by their own family members um, they contribute a whole lot um, because if there's a certain type of noise around you um, and you're also trying to deal with that which has been delivered to you, it's very difficult. So I'd like to almost plead to families and communities out there to say part of the days like tomorrow are days to actually educate and raise awareness around disabilities and that they are help and acceptance of this condition actually goes a long way towards how that child's going to be brought up, towards the attitude towards the child in life generally, mm-hmm. and how then that child's experience of life unfolds. So communities play a very important part where acceptance is concerned, as far as I know. I mean, I'm not answering this from a scientific perspective. I'm just looking at it based from on my own experiences. From a personal perspective, yes. absolutely. And you were, you were talking about a, a mother to a 17-year-old child with cerebral palsy that you met, and, and she was relating her experiences around family reactions. Mm. So in, in, in my work on, on trying to raise cerebral palsy, I came across a lady who was talking about how she's got a 17-year-old son um, who was diagnosed with cerebral palsy at six months. Um, and when the diagnosis was finally presented and confirmed to her and her family, the mother, the gran, the child's gran, actually turned around and her said mother-in-law. to her, her mother-in-law turned around and said to her, in this family, we don't have crippled people, um, which meant that the child was either had a curse or the child did not belong to her family or the mother had done something that resulted in the child having the condition. And she explains how ultimately also her husband left because he couldn't deal with that which was presented to him. Fortunately for her, she, was, she had the mind frame and 
the insight and the strength to be able to accept her and go on. And she actually eventually removed herself from that family because she she knew that for her child's well-being, she needed to remove that noise, which was the wrong kind of noise for her. So, And these kind of stories you hear over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, And these are the stories that I'd like to hear less and and experience less and less of as I continue in my own little way to try and conversate with people, to try and educate people, to try and raise awareness, not only about cerebral palsy, but other conditions that manifest themselves in disabilities. Join our conversation on 0891-104-207, or SMS us on 34701. Our SMS number is 34701, and SMSs are charged at 2 Rand. Melanie in Johannesburg. Good evening to you and welcome. Hi, um, Tandis, uh, Tandiwe and Masichaba. How are you? Very well, Good thank you, Melanie. Yes, um, I've been listening to your show and I just wanted to say that, um, you know, you're not alone in this. There's many mums like you and I. I've also got a daughter, five-year-old with CP. And having gone on this journey and looking at just our education uh, situation in South Africa for children with disabilities, I've actually started a foundation called the Imbali Foundation, and we are building a first sub-Saharan Africa inclusive education school, which will deal with the needs of your child in terms of physical infrastructure as well as learning needs. And you just need to persist in terms of intervention with therapies, finding the right therapies. There's a lot you can do to change the situation in terms of how your child will be able to relate or to learn. Um, it's not it's not all doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. is a positive side. But I agree we've got to be a voice. We have to um, come out and make people aware that our children also need to be educated um, it may just take a little bit of a, um, a different technique or different environment, but these kids, you know, have a right to an equal and fair education. Absolutely. Thank you very, very much for the call, Melanie in Johannes. Is there a, oh, I wanted to ask, is there a website? Melanie spoke about the Imbali Foundation, and I think what we'll, we'll do is Google that, and then we'll have further discussions around um, CP, specifically children with CP. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the daily challenges. Before I go on, I'd like to thank Melanie for the call, um, and I'd also like to say that I come across such powerful women every day, uh, because as you sit in the physio's room waiting for your turn, you get to have conversations mm. with these ladies as you sit at the neurological um, doctor's offices, you know, you come across these ladies. And to me, what's amazing is that these parents have such power. These parents have such fortitude. These parents have such a spirit. Um, and Melanie, believe you me, I know that it's not it's not all doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about I've that. Seen it. I've yeah. seen it. So we'll get there. So the everyday, I'm going to just quickly paint a picture of my typical week. Um, Monday to Friday, we, 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 we go to school, okay, um, for three hours a day, um, my daughter and I. I mean, that was before schools closed for her. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesdays. We've got every other Wednesday, so every alternative Wednesday, we've got a physio session, which is an hour. Uh, and then if it's not physio, then it's uh, occupational therapy. Every month, we see a pediatric neurologist. Uh, and then every four months, she does a Botox procedure. So a Botox procedure is um, when she goes into theater to help her um, strengthen her muscles because as a result of CP, she gets muscle stiffness. But over and above that, back at home, 
every hour she needs to stretch to make sure that she keeps um, you know, her mobility as maximized as possible. She has what we call a standing frame, which if you think of a case that is opened uh, at the top, she stands in that to try and help her posture. That's something that she needs to do every three hours. Um, she needs to eat a certain, certain types of food or at least the texture. She eats all sorts of food, but the texture needs to be such that she's able to swallow and um, um, digest because um, kids with CP also tend to have a problem with constipation. So this is just the everyday. Over and above the fact that every little infection results in seizures. My daughter's CP also has um, manifested itself in seizures. So these seizures vary in degrees. She has got them throughout the day, but there's a time where they are heightened, where, need, where we need to rush to the hospital. But there's a time where we accept that we just manage them with the medicine. There's now, that. Taking into account, I mean, that sounds like a typical week, and it, it is really jam-packed. What about work? You're a working mother. Where does work fit in? How do you ensure that whoever is looking after her understands and follows the hourly, you know, um, training, understands that every three hours she needs to be in the box so that, you know, she can strengthen muscles? So the beauty about the universe, right, is that we will be given angels, we will be given tools that help with the burden that which we face, if you look at it, if you even look at it as a burden. So I could not do half the things that I do without the help of a caregiver for Nombuso, her helper, Midi Magatso, who really takes care of her. Um, and it takes a special kind of a nanny, as you, as you put it, to look after kids with special needs. And love goes such a long way in, in doing so, because then everything else follows, because then there's the will to learn, there's the will to do it the way it needs to be done. So for me, that's the primary help that she's got. Yes, the week gets maniac. I can count weeks where we are going to physio, rushing from physio, driving home, I'm chasing the next meeting. Between the next meeting, I'm back at the neurologist. It is what it is, and it happens. And thank God there hasn't been a situation where it has turned out bad, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. because the universe is kind like that. And then mm. Medi Magazzo, did she have to go for specialized training, and where? Okay, so in the beginning, I was looking for a nurse, um, somebody who was a retired nurse to look after her, and I got very, very good advice from Nombuso's physiotherapist. She says, the only thing that you need from somebody that's going to take care of your child is love, patience, and the willingness to learn, and everything else they'll be able to do. Because you show her how to stretch, she attends physio, Mary Makato goes to physio with us, okay. so she knows what needs to be done. So there was no special training, but her love, her patience goes such a long way, and you see it in your child. And uh, we spoke about, you know, it not being all doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the highlights, the, you know, the special moments. These are the moments that I describe as curiously special, because they really are. My daughter has got a tendency of giving me kisses on cue. Like, as I need the kiss, she's there to deliver the kiss. Um, as I've described, some days can really get maniac, and I come home, and I'm so tired, and I almost slip into this depression of, God, not only did you give me a child with special needs, but I must also have a demanding work schedule, and so on and so on. And I'll pick up my daughter, and the first thing she'll want to do is kiss me. The she will want to hug me. I, I can't describe it in any other way, but... Esther's Joe's kisses on cue. It is so special, and it just makes it so much better. It, it, and, and those are the joys. 
Um, and again, I just want to maybe touch on Melanie's point where she says it's not all to be included. Mm-hmm. And I always make the point that Firstly, our kids are not half-children because they've got um, cerebral palsy. But secondly, our kids will always communicate with us. They may, not, may, they may not be able to say it in words or verbally, but they will communicate with us. I know when I look into Nombuso's eyes that she's not well. I know this is the moment to take her to hospital. Nombuso will laugh. I know when my daughter does not want to go to sleep because recently we did sleep training and just I will say the word sleepy is nana and all hell breaks loose. She does not want to. So I know the things that she wants to do mm-hmm. and the things that she doesn't want to do. I think it's like every other child who has not learned how to speak, they will find a way of communicating. Those are the joys. There have been many joys. Um, my daughter loves the bunny song. She responds to it like any other child does. Um, so Again, the other point that I make in, in one of my blogs is that I think when we are parents with kids with special needs and disabilities, we tend to focus so much on what our kids are not able to do. And we forget the many things that they are able to do. Mm-hmm. And there are many things they are able to do. You know, and so that for me is what says it's not all doom and gloom. For many parents that find themselves, you know, um, with children with special needs, it is the prohibitive cost of education that comes into play. Um, how are you navigating this? I know that, like you said right at the beginning, you know, she's just, uh, in 2015, mm-hmm. she's starting at a special needs school. But is that not expensive? Because it is. it seems to be that one will only find good quality care in the private institutions. Mm. So the school that she's going to go to is partly government funded um, and obviously partly supported by the fees that the parents would need to pay. Um, so it does go a long way in helping. But generally, the cost of raising a child with special needs is high because the school will obviously not cover all that which I have mentioned that is needed in terms of the medical intervention, mm-hmm. so the physios, the neurological um, appointments and so on. So yes, it is it is expensive because part of the physio and part of the visits to the neurologist uh, have to do with the education because you go there to assess how much cognitive abilities the child has so that you can then go back and apply it to that which she needs to be learn or how she needs to learn. So it is expensive. It is expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, you know, you were talking about uh, in your raising awareness around cerebral palsy, especially in the African community, this is one of your goals, to try and make education, as Melanie said, accessible to all the children and to parents as well. Mm. Because the parents need the education themselves as well with regards to how to take care of their children. Indeed. And for me, it's platforms like these. And so thanks to SAFM for actually affording me the opportunity that will help me in achieving that. Because as a start, I started a blog, but I know that not everybody actually can access a blog, but it was a start for other things to follow. So I am hoping that through platforms like SAFM, I'll be able to connect with people. Um, I have done quite a few other SADC related interviews and I've, I've, I've been able to connect with people. So I always say a day at a time will help me raise this thing. And it's a, it, it's a very big project, and sometimes it almost overwhelms me. But, and, and right now, I think my thoughts are a bit scattered and unstructured, but I, I do think I needed to start here for me to, ha- to be able to have structure. I say to my colleagues all the time that you will see me <laughs> at the UN one day mm-hmm. presenting or talking exactly about this, mm-hmm. and you will. Mm-hmm. Whether it's today or in five years' time, or in ten, but you will see me. Do you do you in, engage with communities? I mean, this 
this is part of our daily lives. You know, mm. we have parents and churches in our stock fells, the societies who are who have children with special needs, and 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 they also do do engage with the community around raising awareness. Um, you know, regarding CP and some of the interventions available to parents. Okay, again, for me, I needed to start small. That is the plan to engage with communities. But as I said, that um, as I engage with individuals, ideas are more modified. Um, but what was important for me was to engage the immediate people around me. And I'm amazed at how well that has happened mm-hmm. after I started my blog. Um, my brother's wife was telling me how she was in a taxi. Um, and she saw a lady come in with a child that seemed to have condition the same condition as Nombuso. And she started chatting to this lady. And she told the lady that, you know, she knows somebody that's got cerebral palsy. And they started chatting. And the lady was pleasantly surprised at how much she knew about cerebral palsy. So what I'm saying is that in empowering my family... And so the, the conversation goes. Started. The goes. And that is... It was a good start, and uh, 2015 comes with its own plan. Thank you very, very much for joining us, uh, Tandi. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Her blog is cerebralcare.wordpress.com. Her blog is cerebralcare.wordpress.com, and she talks about the challenges of sending um, her daughter to a a mainstream creche and... uh, getting to grips with the fact that she's got to consider special needs education and just some of, you know, the challenges that she faces, but also the beautiful, beautiful stories of how, you know, the, the hugs, the kisses, um, how Nomusa will do something that will really just make it all worthwhile. And one of the beautiful things that I love is when um, she was writing about consulting with specialists um, in, um, you know, getting the assessment so that uh, they could determine at the special needs school um, what level her child is at and, and what kind of care that she needs. And she was saying that uh, the specialist was going on and on and on about how on the ball she is. And she says, but I'm a parent. I should be on the ball. Is this not the responsibility of every parent? This is definitely not a blog only for parents with children who have special needs. It's cerebralcare.wordpress.com. Thank you so, so much for sharing your story with us, and we hope to engage again in the future as word spreads around CP, the condition itself, and also the interventions available out there for parents. Thank you so much, Masichaba. Before I leave, I just want to say to um, the parents living with kids with uh, CP, let's soldier on. For the families, please continue to support us. It goes a very, very long way. For the communities, your acceptance is everything. I just want to let people know that cerebral palsy is an opportunity to see God's power. Where acceptance is required, bravery is graciously given, and victory over this desperate situation is promised and granted. Powerful words. Thank you very, very much, ma'am. Really appreciate it. That was our guest, Tandiwe Matibela, mother to three-year-old Nombuso, who was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. And we were talking about her personal story as tomorrow is International Day of People Living with Disabilities.